yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here after all these years, after all these tears I shed. Welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Larry. I'm Heather. In 1998, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer at the age of 26. It changed everything for us, but I'm still here. So in this episode, we are going to be continuing our talk on what your role in cancer treatment is. Yeah, the, one of the most common things I get asked is, what did you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, um, I mean, there I did a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. But specifically, there's four kind of things that we have kind of uh narrowed it down to uh and if you caught the last episode we talked about things that how you can control what you can control mentally and and the ways that heather chose to do that and the ways that uh she tried to keep things going down the right track um and mentally uh, the next one that we're going to talk about is what you can physically do because she gets a ton of questions about that yeah, so when we're talking about physical, we're, we kind of were nutrition, uh, exercise, and then we also rest, rest is also mm-hmm. an important part of that. So um, I will say that I feel like mental over, it, it, it supersedes all of this, right? It because does. however you choose to approach this um, from a mental status matters, right? It does. If it, everything that you're doing feels like, it a drudgery or like you know um carries negative feelings along with it i feel that that impacts it, you know your ability for it to really be effective right no doubt it just it you know and in so. it you know with with mentally with, without you taking care of the mental portion really the physical portion is going to struggle and everything else is absolutely it, it, that's i don't want to say number one because they're all yeah, well, so the argued, other thing but... with this is that, like, physical kind of can help put you into a, men- a better yeah. mental state, oh, right? Oh, no doubt. Right? So no doubt. We all know kind of the research on endorphins and and um, everything that comes from exercising. So let's just start with that. I mean... Well, first, let's just say that when Heather was going through this, she was 26. Yeah. 27, 28, you know, in that realm there. Um, very strong, very athletic, uh Moved her body daily prior to cancer, um, almost daily. Yeah. Oh, wow. So <laughs> had a pretty active job, if nothing else, right? Yeah, and but you know we we still played sports. We still did all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I understand that some of the things that she did is not going to be applicable to someone who uh, has a physical disability that they're dealing with, or that has uh, a, you know you're older and you can't move your body the same way. Um. But we're talking about what did you do because those are the questions that we get. And yeah. you can then take that. Yeah, and I, of course everybody is welcome here. But we, you know, the majority of women that I talk to are 50 or younger. I'm on the yeah. older end of that now. So, um, so yeah, moving your body. That was my number one, right? I did not want to be thinking about I'm going to have chemo and then I'm going to go lay on the couch. So right? for, with her chemo treatments at the beginning, it was every three weeks. Yeah. So it was high dose for eight to 10 hours a day and then off for three weeks in recovering, yeah. obviously. Yeah. 
So I would give myself a little bit of grace on, you know, because obviously if you've been through chemo, you know that you've kind of have this, you expect it to happen immediately. It doesn't always happen that you feel terrible, but then it kind of, you know, goes to a low spot. Yeah. But my, I just wanted to move my body. So um, part of my daily schedule, part of, you know, Sydney being at the babysitters was me uh, taking her to the babysitter um, and then coming home and taking a walk. Um, a lot of times a long walk and back in that time period it was with my Walkman and uh, mm -hmm. some sort of cassette or CD or something I don't even remember um, but just getting out and moving my body yeah so. and that sometimes was right after uh, cancer treatment and yeah. that I remember that thinking what in the hell are you doing you know but you should be resting or that's that's where my <laughs> brain went when I think it was getting back to the, the mental side of things is a way for you to kind of punch back. Um, yeah, to, you know, I felt to do like something. to do something and to keep my body as strong as possible. You know, I, I think especially coming through COVID, I really have learned that, you know, <laughs> a body in motion stays in motion and a body at rest stays at rest, right? So it's a lot harder yeah. to get moving again once you stop moving. So I, I just really tried to think about how could I keep moving. And it wasn't ever anything crazy. I, um, mm -hmm. I, we live in Michigan and Michigan winters can be a lot. Um, I did have some like exercise videos. I remember doing, uh, Tybo with Billy Blanks, uh, back in the day too. So I think that's probably the thing I've said the most in all of these, uh, podcasts is back in the day. <laughs> You were so old. I know. But uh, it just, it did help me uh, feel better about being able to, you know, um, just control that, that another aspect of what I was doing and stay strong. So, and, and you know, kind of, you weren't working. Right. Um, and it, you had worked prior to that all your whole life. And it, it, I think it, to some extent, gave you a box to check off and to yeah. go, I got something done today. Yeah, it definitely yeah. provided yeah. structure. And I will say, um, when I was transitioning from uh, treatment all of the time into like kind of this maintenance type of treatment, which I've been on for years, right? Um, I One of the first things I did was I joined a gym. And mm -hmm. I remember, and I got back to lifting, which I had lifted in my teens. And I really loved how it made me feel um, about myself. And so again, strong and healthy, but providing kind of that structure in my day mm -hmm. to to lift. And, um, and it did kind of guide some of my choices too, at, even early on, um, in terms of uh, like with the double mastectomy, I chose not to do reconstruction uh, because I really just didn't want to take that time or give up that time um, that I felt like I'd be giving up in terms of recovery. So I wanted to get right back to... Can we quickly being... maybe go through that year of treatment that you did for people out there wondering? Yeah. We don't have to talk about everything, but... Yeah, just... so for me, I hesitate to do it only because this wouldn't be the treatment now. But, but it gives them a stem. But it does yeah, give, you know, points. so please don't run to your doctors and ask for a stem cell transplant. But here's what it looked like. I did four rounds of chemotherapy. Um, my six, 
centimeter tumor was gone, undetectable by the end of those, those four rounds. Um, and then I did a double stem cell transplant. So I was in clinical trials to do that, which again tells you the severity of my disease that, that they, you know, that I qualified for clinical trials. But um, I, I was inpatient for three weeks um, for the first stem cell transplant, which is high dose chemo with stem cells to kind of reintroduce life to you. And then I did another uh, transplant outpatient um, a month or so later. Those were, woo. That's I'll just, uh, it was really you. rough. And honestly, um, the what we have heard since then is that like doing a stem cell transplant was sort of like taking a club, you know, for something mm-hmm. that you really needed a hammer for. So I'm really glad that treatment has changed. It was really, really a challenging time. But after uh, the stem cells, we then, I did a double mastectomy, which again, I know isn't always the case anymore. And we'll talk about that in a different episode. I have some pretty uh, strong feelings on that. I I really kind of wish that I was, you know, able to uh, preserve my breasts. And I know that so many people are like, get it out, get it out, get it out. I understand that, but it's super empowering to one, watch a tumor um, shrink. And it's also kind of the loss that you, the loss of your breast, at least for me, was a huge thing from a sensuality, um, just really feeling like myself, uh, yeah. you know, so that was a tough thing. Um, and then after the double mastectomy, I did radiation, like 30 treatments of radiation. So uh, my treatment of that part really took up oh, nine or 10 months of the, of the first year that I was mm-hmm. diagnosed. And then I was put on um, tamoxifen. And kind of, you know, sent on my way. So that was when I joined the gym. Um, and I guess just to kind of, I might as well just finish it out for you a little bit. After tamoxifen, I was on tamoxifen for a couple of years, had slight progression, moved to Arimidex, was on that for a couple of years, same sort of thing, slight progression, and then moved to uh, Fosladex, which was a really new drug at the time. Um, and it has been... The, the drug for me, right? I've been on it ever since, so since 2004. But. And you ended up doing breast reconstruction, I don't know when. I did. Um, probably, There's a waste. Yeah, three, three or four oh. years later. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, going through all of that treatment, I'm, I'm sure some people have been wondering out there. Um, so laying that out there, that also determines what you can and can't do but in all of those, you did. You moved your body in some way, even. Absolutely. I didn't, I even did, I did laps around uh, 8A at the hospital yeah. during the stem cell transplant. Like, so I, um, it becomes a, if, if exercising is taking away from your energy or if it's adding to, I think, right? Yeah. So, but I, for me, there were more benefits to doing it than not. It doesn't mean that I was like, not taking a day off, I, I oh, would sure. do that kind of stuff. But it and meant, there's a lot of surgeries in there too that she left out. Oh well, over the years there's been a them. lot of surgeries. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, okay. Well, yeah. let's. What do you want to shift to food now or no? Yeah, let's okay. talk about. This is like the top. <laughs> the top. This question. is the questions. Okay. This is the question. So before you don't, I don't. I think you should just act like there weren't questions and just tell us what you did and why. Yeah, um, I 
everything that I did was how do I build a stronger body? How do I starve cancer? How do mm-hmm. I um, just make myself as kind of, I don't know, how do I play a role in this, right? So um, I, the first thing that guided some of my decisions was the, my hormone status. So I was positive um, for the for hormones, right, which mm-hmm. are found in food also. And um, so I, especially proteins, proteins, I eliminated, um, I eliminated any source of hormones that I possibly could, because it just made sense to me. And um, that was then followed up by the nutrition people that I worked with, um, that, you know, why would we introduce a source of something that we were trying to get rid you know, that we knew was a driver in this cancer, right? So, so to be specific, you know, she knew that obviously the, the cancer was hormone driven. It wasn't that you she wasn't eating proteins that had hormones added to them. It was the protein itself had hormones in it. Right. So for a, that time being, she decided, didn't have to by any means, just right. decided cutting all that out. Yeah. So, um... Protein in terms of meat and dairy specifically, mm-hmm. um, I do believe that our protein sources in general have gotten better over the years too. They're available. They're available now. Um, that was sort of the height of any chicken that you bought was full of hormones and antibiotics mm-hmm. at the time because they were, you know, bigger, faster, <laughs> stronger, whatever, <laughs> chicken breast. <laughs> um, so... Um, I, I just really started to go, okay, I want to eat real food um, and I want to not have these hormones in my body. Um, and sugar. And sugar. So sugar is <laughs> <laughs> controversial. I Not to, people are, you know, it doesn't matter. It does matter, blah, blah, blah. Again, for me, it was one more thing I could control that, you know, if in fact it did play a role, I wasn't going to give it to it, you know, give right. it to the cancer. And again, for, I I have a huge sweet tooth. I love sugar. Like mm-hmm. it's, it would be my top food group if I <laughs> could. Um, doesn't mean I never had any sugar. It just meant that for the most part, the choices I made were about how do I use food as fuel for my body? And I realize that there's so much more to food than fuel, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of relations and how it comforts, all of those different things. Um, I think there's a huge play in here in terms of like guilt. And I was, I've always, I think I just, things that aren't hard for me is to separate that kind of stuff. It wasn't hard for me to say, yep, oh, I'm going to have this, whatever it is. Um, as a celebration, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm just going to go back to eating my normal, you know, really healthy food the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I It just was helpful for me. So again, uh, in the morning, I would make a smoothie. These smoothies started out as like really big. I mean, it was a big part of my day. And it would just, I bought, a, we got a really nice blender that can really chop things up. And there was spinach, there would be sometimes carrots, but fruit, frozen fruit, uh, flaxseed, all sorts of things. But tofu? This, sometimes, yeah, tofu back in the day. Um, so uh, it was just a great way to really load my body with healthy, yeah. healthy food uh, every day. 
So, yeah, there's so much to food. <laughs> and, and so prior to cancer, uh, we, as a family, we, we probably would have been considered to eat on the healthier side. You know, we like, didn't I always liked, I liked yeah. fruits and vegetables. Those right. were something. It wasn't like, you know. But. But we're Midwesterners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we certainly weren't like something to, to, oh, you should do that. Now, the diet that became, you know, kind of the, the family meals or whatever also weren't normal. I, I wouldn't say that, wow, you should just, just go and do that. Um it definitely was an adjustment type of thing. And there were some foods I was just like, I'm not eating that. And so that was one thing that yeah. I was thinking about too, was like um, in terms of caregivers, like if you want to support your person, don't demand food that Gosh, they're not making. No. So we, one of our, our bigger support system, like they would, they bought um, pizza gift certificates yeah. for our local place. And yeah. on nights that I was eating something that he was like, I'm out, he'd get a pizza. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's the healthiest for you. But no, no. It, it was good for us overall. Yeah. And I also learned as I got better at things, I learned to kind of make things like in sections. So we could do like a Mexican night where it would be like, I'm going to add these things. You And here's this that you can Ground add. Ground beef. You know, yeah. the beef or yeah. whatever, or even cheese. And, you know, we, we learned to just kind of um, put our meals together. Now we eat you know, together all the time. Yeah, right? and it, it's not like I, I, I certainly would eat mexican without ground beef and probably wouldn't even that's not even my favorite part of it um and i found that out though by by doing some of this stuff as i i don't need those protein sources like i thought it was the staple of the meal i you know yeah and and our your diet and our diets have definitely changed since that year one type of thing you you backed off on some things and and other things became more important you know yeah Talk a little bit of maybe about that. Well, I think for me now, it's more about the food source. I'm not yeah. crazy organic. I do believe in the dirty dozen. So there are certain things that I buy organic. Mm-hmm. But food sources mean so much more to me. So like I buy, we buy all of our beef from a local farm that we know is not pumping it full of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, I do read labels prior to this date and time we, we paid more than than going to the grocery store now today maybe yeah, it's, it's probably even yeah. i don't even know but um that was a sacrifice and i i teach health so i talk to my kids about yeah y- you'll end up paying a lot more money in some cases to eat healthier that's the way it is and you you got to make a decision and she made that decision for us early yeah. on and, and I'm all for it a hundred percent. Um, but it is more expensive to eat healthier. Yeah, it, it truly is. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting too. I mean, I know, you know, cities have grocery stores that have a lot more available, but yeah. you know, rural areas have local places where I could pick blueberries and freeze yeah. them, or I could get chickens that I knew were raised without anything. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, it goes back to Michael Pollan talks about eat real food, you know, and mostly plants. As close to the source of the as ground close as, as you can. possible. Yeah. Yep. So we, that's what we do. I mean, our kids were not raised on milk, neither one of them. Um, I remember Sydney. And that's controversial in certain parts I, of the yeah. world you live in. <laughs> yeah. I, we get that. Right. Sydney. We didn't publicize that. We didn't no. make a big deal out of it. They just, when they went to lunch, they. 
didn't get a milk. <laughs> they would get a milk and they would put it back. <laughs> get rid of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think um, a lot of the questions that I get are about specific foods. And for me, it's not a specific food. There are categories like that make sense to me, like because of the hormone status mm-hmm. or whatever. But I don't think that asparagus is going to cure cancer or that a certain mushroom is going to do it for you. You know, I would say um, if you are looking for guidance with nutrition, I would look to a place that had like an integrative um, approach. So I don't mind holistic things, but I don't think it considers what you're doing if you're doing a conventional treatment. So um, I, I think for me, it's I'm somewhere in the middle of. You know, I want, I wanted anybody who was advising me to know what I was doing for treatment and how that was affecting me. And you went where? And I went to Block Center, um, which is in Skokie, Illinois. Uh, They, Dr. Block has been doing research and he's been doing an integrative um, cancer approach for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And it was really helpful to me. I felt like um, the reason that... I was really on board with them was that one, they did, they understood all of my treatment. They could provide a second opinion to me and some of that, but they also were using lab work. They were using research. They were doing all of those um, things that made it make sense to me. I didn't feel like it was just sort of a shot in the dark. Um, and we'll talk more when we get to the medical side of, and we'll, we'll touch base on that again. Yeah. Uh, but just felt like it wasn't ignoring the medical, but it was bringing in things that the medical side wanted no part of at the time. And I know that's probably gotten better, um, but they, instead of a pamphlet, it was a diagnosis and a absolute rundown of you. And then you should be getting more of this, less of this and and following you, uh, to truly put your body in the perfect state to yeah. fight cancer. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what they did. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And it was it was really helpful to me. I you know, I was also getting nutrition advice like a calorie's a calorie, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Um, there are days when whatever you can get in your body is what you should put in your body. I'm not <sighs> for sure, right? But there but overall, like we all know that and I think you should just hit on one more time that, you know, you can make these decisions to make some drastic type of changes, not only to the food that you're putting in your body, but your family's food and stuff. But it's okay to get some ice cream every now and yeah. then. It's okay to, at the the birthday party, to have yeah. a slice of pizza or what. Yeah. This is okay. It, it, and, you know, moderation. You know, and that's, I, I teach this, is moderation is important. We don't want to go above and beyond those things that you know are harmful to your body. But no. a little bit. And honestly, I, my best friend, Christy, who walked this whole road with me, actually went on and got a nutrition, a, her master's in a nutrition um, degree, whatever. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that she's pointed out that I think is so helpful is like we, oftentimes we think about eliminating things, but most what we should do first is add things. Mm. So rather than think of, oh, I can't have blah, 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 think about, 
I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables. Like it's adding when you start looking at that, you know, in the heyday, I was eating 11, 12, 13 servings of fruits and vegetables in a day. Mm -hmm. I don't get that as much anymore. Um, Partly I'm 50 now and my body, almost 50. (laughs) Still in her 40s. (laughs) I just, you know, calories are different now. (laughs) I don't need as much food, right? But um. But think about adding the the adding things that are you know good for you is always a win, and they're not going to be high in calories or anything else no. anyway. Eat what you eat, what you need before you, what you want. Yeah, you know, get what you need in your body, and and those needs are different for yeah. cancer patients going through treatment in the middle of chemo or in the middle of uh, of any kind of treatment than the normal person, and that's where block or people that truly work with cancer patients all the time can really help you yeah it's a big, big yeah problem. and honestly and not, you don't it's not block yeah. <laughs> any place like this that. is not an ad for no block. no no yeah no. um you know but there is information out there i just yeah. feel like um i wanted a reputable source for information you know rather than the people who were uh emailing me to say that i should try some sort of something and you're probably not going to get this information from facebook or that's old. Whatever. Instagram. Or like, <laughs> if you're getting your advice or the things, and 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 I know people are getting that because she's getting some of those questions, and that's where you're getting it. And and I get you just want to say, hey, I I heard this. Is this right or wrong? Um, well, hey, we're not nutritionists. Nope. Um, where where her friend is, uh, and, and other people are. I would. It's okay to run questions by, but go to the right source. You know with all of your questions about these things. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, uh, let's, the part that we haven't talked about is rest. And that is vitally important in this, especially going through treatment. Yeah. So I just think, you know, as Americans, we're kind of taught that <laughs> going, going, going is, is better. And um, as somebody who struggles with sleep more now than I ever have, I mean, just rest is important. And that can look like, you know, um, just making some choices to go to bed earlier, to kind of clean up your your schedule, you know, to so you're not getting as much input. But also, you know, like I'm a napper. I can sleep for 20 minutes in the day and it, it helps me, you know, to, mm-hmm. to feel better. So we're all different in terms of rest and... Um, but it, it, it really is important. And, it is. And it's, and, and it, and it's another sounds kind of like fuel. The opposite of what we've been talking about here is, you know, get up and even in those times when, you know, you're, you're doing treatment, get up, get moving. And all of that is true, but it has to be balanced, just like yeah. a balanced diet. This has to be balanced with rest. If you're pushing your body to an extent where it's going to start breaking down, mm-hmm. and especially during treatment, and, and I just keep saying treatment because there's a lot of different ones. But if that treatment is negatively affecting your body in some way and you're pushing it beyond what that'll allow, then you're actually going to be taking steps backwards. Yeah. Where obviously that's not what she wanted. That's not what she did. Um, listening to your body is important. Uh, and and get rest when you need it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, hopefully that helped. Hopefully you, you caught one thing out of there that maybe answered your question or or, yeah. I think the one thing is is so important, right? So like all of these choices start with one thing, right? We choose to do, you know, walk, make a little walk or whatever, just one thing and then build on them.
And that's what that's what she did. And without a whole lot of direction, that's what she did. She listened to her body and she listened to, I think, the right people and made a plan from that and got busy. And who knows? Maybe that's why you're still here. Maybe. I don't know. Till next time. Peace out. See ya. Hey, everyone. I hope you love this episode of I'm Still Here. And I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions, and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. After all these years, after all these tears I shed I'm still here, and I'm walking this earth like I should be There was days that I didn't know if I would be Yeah, yeah Now I stand tall with my feet in the ground and my head in the clouds Cause I'm still here, like I should be Yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be Here we go, here we go